Hold My Drink with Charlene and Ellie, a Go Loud original podcast, proudly sponsored by Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. An ice cold can of Coca-Cola Zero Sugar is so irresistibly tasty, it's worth protecting. Just like what's meant to be is meant to be. You yeah. know, I wasn't meant to be 16 years old and becoming a pop star. Pop star, that, yeah. yeah. I was Do you think failure like, helps sometimes? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I think like people don't talk really enough about like how much you learn from your failures and like. Of course. We did it at one one that hasn't been posted yet, but there was one where we were just like, we did it in a inside a tube station in London, and the guy over the thing was like, "No singing <laughs> in the station." His tour manager would come and grab me and be like, oh, Ed wants to hang out there if you want to go to his dressing room. So I'd go to his dressing room and we'd hang out for those 15 minutes before he goes on stage. And then someone would knock on the door and they'd be like, uh, two minutes. And he'd be like, cool. And he'd be like, let me just change my shoes. He'd just change his shoes oh, into another I pair of so. shoes that looked exactly the same. Yeah. And, they'd be like, <laughs> and then he'd be like, I'll see you after, bro. And he would just walk on stage. And I was like, he is so chill. Yes. Welcome to Homo Drink with Charlene and Ellie. Our podcast is like a group club between your best friends. The girls watch them on a night out where you spill all the gossip on relationship dilemmas and life. And we are so excited to share that today's episode is proudly sponsored by Coca-Cola Zero Sugar, which has a magical and irresistible taste and needs to be protected at all costs. Mm-hmm. Nothing beats an ice cold can of Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Doesn't know. It really, we only had one actually a few minutes. We just had one last time. Yeah. yeah. Still there. We absolutely adore them. I literally have to hide mine at home. Yeah, we were saying this before. I couldn't leave a can of Coca-Cola Zero Sugar just chilling in the fridge. No, it would be stroked on me. When you open the fridge and there's nothing there. Yeah. That you thought was there. You thought you put your can there and then family members stole it. Yeah. So. It's so good that it is worth protecting. How far would you go to protect yours? If you're a returning listener, welcome back. And if you're a new listener, welcome. Welcome. Homework is out for you every Wednesday, but we also have bonus episodes every Monday so you can listen to more of us. If you're not sick of us yet on the Go Loud app or wherever you get your podcasts. So today on Homeboy Drink, we had Corkborn, Keen De Crow. You might know from songs such as I'll Be Waiting and Part of Me and All For You as well. And um, we had such a nice chat with him about how his music career started, his early years, TikTok. He has 4.5 million followers there. His flash mobs, what are the reactions like? His law of attraction ideas and his views on it, his songwriting, his ADHD. Um, and also his new album that's coming out. We also had our secrets and stalls as always. We had our peaks and bleaks of the week, our way to tell you, and then our super skip as well as always. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. Hi, birds. You're sort of sucking your eyes. Hi, birds. <laughs> my eye, I keep blinking like a weirdo. I had a bag of hula hoops there and I can Bird. just smell them off me. Oh, I had a cheesy popcorn. I Blue like popcorn. that one. It's so nice. I, lo- I like it for like a certain amount of time. It and gets like, a lot of hate. Yeah. I remember when I got it when I was younger, the picture used to be different. It was like a block of, um, it looked like a block of butter on it. So I remember I bought it thinking it was butter, butter popcorn. popcorn. No, I was wrong, but it was no. so nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think the first time I had it was primary school and I was like, what is this? Oh, it's so A girl that I went to primary school with always had that and rice cakes with like white chocolate on them. Oh. Is it mad that you just remember someone's yeah, lunch? Yeah, but is it mad that you never wanted your own lunch in school? Mm-mm. You used to pawn that thing off like there was no tomorrow. Did you like swap yeah. yours now? Yeah. Well, who? Like, no, what someone else is bringing in. I'll be like, here, I'll give you the half of my roll if you give me that. I used yeah. to be so jealous people who got um, Nutella sandwiches, so I'd never get them. 
I used to get them every Did now. Did you? Yeah. And they'd be and they were cut in into like little squares. Yeah, and the no crust was gone. I didn't get my crust cut off. Oh, Did you? Like? eat the crust. My mum went through a phase then when we were in, pri- or in secondary school. The cheek was still in secondary school getting our lunches made for us every oh, day. Oh, I was left to fend for myself oh, in primary no. school. Well, at what? a certain age, yeah, yeah. No, up in, like, like 10 maybe. Literally six year, my mum would have my lunch made for me. Like, Fuck. Yeah, but she went through a phase then of, oh, it was like the same thing over and over again. I used to hate it. Oh, no. She, but like, she used to get up and make it in the morning. It used to be a chicken wrap, so she'd put chicken on in the oven put it in a wrap with like was it coleslaw I don't know it was lovely my mum didn't love no, it no but then by the time I got to school it was soggy soggy you know? yeah true but you could never say I could never say to my mum like no because she's looking at me yeah well I'm doing th- and you're not even and I'm like oh, do you know what it's like worth the hassle my lunch used to be so away. bad because I made them myself so I would just be like oh I don't even care could you leave your school and go to no we're to like a shop we yeah. had a shop in the school though like a little store. We just had a canteen. Yeah, a canteen, like, but it was like cookies and stuff. Do you and not like have like hot meals in your canteen? No. Oh, we did? No, you could only get sandwiches. I think it was sandwiches and rolls. I don't know if I made it up, but I think you could get pizza by the end of it. Oh. Like slices of pizza. But I don't know if I made it up or not. Ours turned healthy after the years went on. Like when I got to school first, there was like curry pies and chip rolls and like. Yeah, it's all gone healthy. Rolls yeah. And all. yeah, and then it was like soup. And you'd be like, oh. Oh, yeah, we had soup. I feel like everyone That had soup was soup. lovely. School soup? Yeah. Yeah. I love pub soup and school soup. Pub soup pub soup, pub soup. is good. Yeah. When it's thick, like it needs thick to be thick. bread yeah. and butter. I don't like chunks now. We'll be into no. that. Mm-mm. As we're listening now though. We food on the way. We food on the way and also we're we're gonna beat it. Shit, yeah. Yeah, as ah. are listening, yeah. Woo! God knows what we're doing. <laughs> well Wednesday, I don't know, I can't remember what our itinerary is. On the Wednesday. It's the day before my birthday. I think we might be chilling. Right now. No, I think Wednesday's Ocean Beach. No, Tuesday's Ocean Beach. Oh. Anyway. Anyway, oh, we're over there. Ethan. Yeah. My finger was... What did you say? Something was twisted. Your ah, I, was knew twisted. You're, I knew you'd come. Alex, I was lying to myself. You were lying to yourself. I just wanted the attention of people. I think you... Come. No one did. I'm not going to come, guys. Yeah, I was, like, guys, I I was trying to make you come. <laughs> it's like, guys, I really can't go this year and I'll never... They'd be like, all like just, okay. I just can't. They'd be like, it. yeah, Grant, you're not coming. All right, bye. Oh, no one's begging me. Oh, no. <laughs> Shit. What made you decide to come? Uh, depression. <laughs> no, I'm asking. Uh, I, the, why not? What yeah. else am I doing? Because you haven't went in the sun this year, have you? Oh, no, you went once. Once, day. Yeah. 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 You need a bit of vitamin D. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! Oh lord! No, I need to go. So I, we both only have a one-way flight booked over. Yeah. Not that we're not going. We're going home. Oh. We've never made the flight home. What? Never. I'm going home to my birthday. Yeah, no, but I mean, if we've ever booked over and back, that back flight we always skipped. No, I've always made my flight. Nah, bird. Here we went. The COVID. <laughs> we didn't make that flight. Did we not? No, we changed. Did it. we change it? Yeah. So we well, I've learned from experience. To you just book, book a one way flight, I mean. Yeah. Because you could decide to come home early, too. You want to leave ASAP. You could want to absolutely bounce out of there. I've never wanted to leave there. Oh, sometimes when the hangover's so bad, I'm like, just get I me. I want a hangover oh. over there. Because you've no choice. If you remember the year we went with, uh, with Sean and he was waking up in the morning drinking bottles and all, and I was just looking at him like, oh, Sean doesn't get hungover, though. Yeah. Yeah. He's never had a hangover in his life. Mm-mm. Very jealous. Yeah, same. He just gets a bit tired. Yeah. Yeah. Lately, I haven't gotten bad ones so either. Oh, yeah. I yeah. I've just been tired. No, I've gotten bad ones now. The, the tiredness just, ki- tiredness in any sense kills you, like. 
Sleep deprivation. But that's why this time when we do Ibiza, we need to do it differently. In sleep a lot. We can't do <clears throat> mad every day. But I can't. Club. club. Another club. club. Another yeah. club. <laughs> I can't. No sleep. I can't do that. Yeah. I'll be a crank. None of you want to hang around me. Yeah. I'm going to hate every single one of you if I did that. Like. Yeah. So... It's good. I'm, into, I'm like, I'd be grand until I get home and then I'm a crank. Oh, no, I'd be a crank over there. Would you be? Yeah, yeah. Everyone would be annoying. Yeah, see? Something just always happens to me. Mm, Everyone would be annoying me and all. Yeah. I'm going to bring earplugs with me too. To sleep? In case, yeah. Why? In case that would help. Yeah, or in case, like, I don't know. There's a party and I want to piss off in the corner and go sleep. Oh, no, I'd kick everyone out of my room. Remember I done that one year? Did you? Yeah. You were all back in, I think it was mine and. I think it was even your room. I think it was I was sharing with Eve that year. Yeah, it was. Years ago. Yeah, yeah, and we came back. And you all came back. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna sleep. Oh, everyone like oh. I was the cr- I was so, when I'm tired, I'm a bitch. We'll do it nicely. Yeah, mad nights and lovely nights. Yeah, because there's lovely places over there. I know. I feel like we miss it all. The last night last year. Yeah, we went to the old town. Remember? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Oh, that was so cute and wholesome. Yeah. yeah it was. Yeah, it was good last night to do yeah. I reckon yourself the last night. I want to do stuff like that. Yeah, so. no, we will. It'll be nice. So, your way to tell you for today. Oh, yeah. Is that? Is that my car got broken into. Oh, shit. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, well. I was only telling someone about that. <laughs> I say broken into. I may have left the car open. It was basically an invitation. Yeah, it was someone. basically a rob me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, my car got. Cable Street. Fleeced. Well, it didn't, the car didn't get fleeced. My car got rummaged mm-hmm. through. Um, on Cable Street, yeah. So me, Sean and Charlene went for dinner. So I collected Sean first and then collect Charlene. So Charlene was sitting in the back of my car. Mm-hmm. We went for dinner. We got out of the car. I locked the car. But before we got out, there was some fella staring in the car. Staring. He was walking past. But he was, it was like as if he was smiling at Sean. It was, it was weird. weird, wasn't he? Looking back, I'm like, oh. I don't weird. know. It was where was I parked? Mary's Lane, I think it's called, or something. I don't even know where I was parked. Yeah, just up from Cable Street. Don't know. Um, so I got out of the car. Could have sworn I locked it. I obviously didn't. Went for dinner for about two hours. <laughs> walked back to the car. And as we walked towards it, I pressed like the unlock button on my key. And my mirrors close in when it's locked. So when you unlock it, they obviously open now. Yeah, so when I click the unlock button... My mirrors didn't open out. They were already open out. And I was like, that's a bit weird. And then as we walked closer to the car, I had clothes in the boot of my car, a blazer and a pair of cargos and a bra. That's from a day of filming that we did. There was a bra just chilling in there. Um, They were in the boot of my car. And then when we walked towards the car, they were in the back seat with Charlene. And I was like, well, I hadn't gotten into the car yet. So I was like, Char, were they there when you got into the car? And she was like, no. And I was like... Oh, land. And this, there's this Volvo bag. I don't know what the fuck it is. I don't know what's in it. There's yeah. a piece of metal in it. I don't know. It's heavy. That was in the back of the car as well. And that's never left my boot And once. all your receipts along yeah. all splattered everywhere. And then I opened my door to get into the car. And all the receipts that I have in like the centre console thing, they were all in the cup holder. And I never ever, that, no, yeah. I never have no. them just chilling there. So I was like, lads, I think someone was in my car. When I, she said it, I was like... Someone is in the yeah. car. <laughs> She's not still in the car, yeah. So I was like, so uh, I think someone was sitting in my car rub- rummaging through it. But thank God I had only gotten it serviced the week before. So anything like valuable that was in it, I was took out. There. All that was left was hairbrushes, lip gloss, sunbed cream and a few receipts. Yeah. That's about it. But my back, the headrest in the, in my back seats was like 
pushed down and there was all these like weird smudges on my window. Yeah, it was very creepy. Like So unless to get into the boot, they didn't actually open the boot, they got in through the back seat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's how they Pulled it down, yeah, yeah. And then just grabbed the clothes out to see, to see what else. Is that else in there? Realised it was empty. I think they were looking for cash, to be honest with you. Yeah, or something. Oh, what are you going to rob? Like, scene was very valuable. Yeah, like. but there's nothing in no. there. I can't tell now if I'm missing anything. No, I think I would have, no. yeah. No. I think they might have taken a pair of sunglasses, but I it's can't tell. Feeling of it though, like. oh, I felt sick. Yeah. Driving home now, I made Sean, when I dropped Sean off, I made him check the boot again. Check, make sure, yeah. Yeah, because you're like, what's well, still in the boot? What's well, someone's hiding? Boogly, boogly. Boogly, boogly. Jump up as I'm driving home, like. It's just a horrible feeling. It's like when I'm in your house, like. I just felt sick. Yeah. But, like, what can I do about it? Thank God, nothing. nothing good was in it. I normally leave everything Same, in my house. usually, yeah. Uh, that thing's like a wardrobe, like, yeah. yeah. Handbags, fucking... I left my laptop in my old car, in the boot of my old car. I kid you not, for a solid three or four months, in the boot of my car. <sighs> I think I broke it for a while as well, because I was just driving around, the thing was just going, wee, wee. Oh, my God. Yeah. But, like, shit like that, Imagine I never that, think... I know. Mine like, got taken out now, fuck that. Yeah, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Freaked. This is a warning for everyone. Don't leave anything on show. Yeah, no. Even if it's not on show, don't leave anything in your car. No. Also, don't leave it fucking unlocked if you're parked. No, yeah, on, ca- on Cable Street. Also, Christ. good advice. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there you go. Yeah. My little way shall I tell you. It's easy to forget to lock it when it's one of them keys that doesn't need the. But you know what? And I'm all, whenever Quiva drives my car, if we're together, I always say to her, and she slags me over every time we get out of the car. I goes, I always say to her, "Did you lock it?" And she's like, did you like it? She's always slagging me saying it. Yeah, yeah. And then, because when I told, when I rang her on the way home, yeah, she was like, yeah, funny now, you're always saying to me, did you like it? it. And you didn't. I was like, I don't know, did I press the unlock button instead? By mistake. Yeah. Yeah, And we're talking and then thinking. Yeah, no. So I check it now. Every time I've locked it. Well, I didn't today, actually. Oh, great. Because then someone was telling me, check that your locks are still working, like. In case it's my the actual locks on the car. That's a good idea, yeah. In case they just stop working and yeah. open. But anyway, yeah. Make sure to lock your cars, yeah. boys and girls. We have a new segment. Oh yeah. This was recommended by someone. Mm-hmm. Thank you to that someone. Um, and it's called. We're very sorry. I don't get any commission for. For this. Picking our new. Yes. Segment. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, so we came up with the name ourselves. <laughs> it's peak and bleak of the week. Woo! Little song. A little theme tune. Yeah. So basically means your best and worst of the week. You go first. So my peak and bleak of the week is my peak is the Bulldog noodles. You need to make the Asian ones. Oh, they're carbonara flavor. The pink ones. Can you taste carbonara? No, it doesn't taste like carbonara. Doesn't it at all? They actually should not be called carbonara. Yeah, I think Sean said that to me before. Oh, nice, like. I eat them with my chopsticks and I just are they lovely? Love it so much. Like, for cheese, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, cheese, a bit of milk, and a bit of eggs sometimes as well. Yeah. And butter to make the eggs. Yeah. I need it. Delicious. They're my peak. They're all I can think of for this week. And my bleak is I cried in the gym because I couldn't lift a certain weight. <laughs> Oh, birds! Why? I'm just really busy, and I just I'm just so busy. I can't lift weight. No, because I because I could do it the week before, but I hadn't trained since that day. Oh, that no. last week. Yeah, but some we- some days are just stronger than others. No, but I was just, yeah. I knew it was because I was just slacking and I was eating gick. Nana. Gick nana. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Aww. How about you? So for my peak of the week 
it is birthday week. Oh yeah, that's this week. Peak. Oh same. Woohoo! Same. There we go. Now we can both have the we same, peak. same peak. Yeah. So it's birthday week, and my bleak of the week. It's birthday week, and I'm getting older. No. Yeah. Is there going to be a peak and a bleak? Can we do it like that? There is a gift. The gift of Satan. The gift that keeps on giving. No. Do you know what I saw? I don't know why this came into my head. Uh, something on Graham Norton the other day. Some fella couldn't say penguins. He kept saying peng- penglings. He couldn't say it? No. He was doing a documentary and he kept having to say the word and he was like penglings. Oh. And he kept saying it wrong. It was some it's actor. felt like our space. Why is there a unit? Penguins. So many words like that. Though, Should like be letters. P-E-N-G-W-I-N-S. Peng. Wins. Yeah, yeah. Penguins. Loads of words are like that. Though, mm. There's random letters and all and you're like, yeah. why do you have to be here? Especially in the English language. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> what is? <laughs> why do you know loads of other well, language no, spellings? Can't just make more sense. Like, oh, I was to read something be like, yeah. Yeah, it makes we. sense. Well, we is O-U-I, so maybe not. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'd be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, So, yeah, peak and bleak, they're the same. The same. Yeah, What's I can't believe difference? I'm going to be 28. I'm going to be 25. 25. That like makes that. me ill. You and the girls, like your eight, you the girls remind me of it all the time. Like, oh, I'm not left wondering how old I am. No. Like, it's only... I was you only, only get better with age. I only had a conversation with my dad. I was like, can you believe you have a 29-year-old and a 28-year-old? Yeah, I think that's mad. I was like, kids so that, at yeah. that age. I was like, like, dad says more about you than it does me. You're old. <laughs> if you have a 29-year-old and a 28-year-old and Just think you're like 25. That. Yeah. Like, there's so much to look forward to in your life. Like, you can have a, a family if you want. Like, get a house, travel. Like, life gets better with age, I think. Da. I also like when I was 21 though, it's good age. Oh, uh, no, 17. Or 18. Favorite age yeah. ever. 18 I like because you could actually do things. 17 I was wild. Mm. Great fun. 20. Now you're double 17. Oh no. Don't you. You're not talking <laughs> Now you're double 17, Ellie. <laughs> I'm 36 no, or something. four years. Oh That's no. That's scary. I was looking out, who was I looking at? And I was like, I'm 10 years old. Oh, yeah, it was a girl's 15th birthday when I was in a restaurant. She had one five balloon. I was like, that was me 10 years ago. Mm. That's sick. <gasps> oh, look how cute this Think is. Think like that. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't I look like Wednesday, Adam? Oh, my God. <laughs> what is this? Like, oh what? I'm, I think they're communion bracelets. Look. Look at Jack and Queen. Oh, my God. He was no. like, not impressed. Oh, Queen was very tanned. And then that was our, like, literal like what do you call uh, not an exchange student we had like um, someone that lives in the bath or something no no oh. different story she didn't live in the bath in our house oh, it was yeah. in the hotel oh she um, it was our like did you say exchange student our student yeah yeah our student yeah yeah but we took her for like eight years she was from Belarus oh, wow. so she was literally like look we're all wearing the same clothes or oh so we yeah we used to go to Penny's the three of us Katya was her name and me and Quiva and her used oh. to go and uh Go to pennies and we all get... in your gaff for eight years? Like, oh, for summers. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. I think it was about eight years, yeah. Say, for summers. That's how I know that little bit of Russian. Would you still talk to her now, no? I have her on Instagram, yeah. yeah. She's a child and all. Aww. And like, yeah. She texts my mom sometimes to be like, I'd love to come back over. Aww. Be cute. That's really cute. Yeah. So there you go. Peek and bleak. Peek and bleak. 
So today on How My Drink, we have singer, songwriter, and corkman Keen to Crow. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. It. <laughs> how are you? How are you how feeling? I'm good. Yeah. Feeling good. It's funny that like we just had this conversation. And yeah. Then we, oh, we have again. to do it again. Yeah. yeah. Again. What do you mean? Like we do oh, I'm totally. I'm so good. <laughs> yeah. You know. I'll tell you what. You I just walked in. <laughs> uh, I'm good. I'm actually. Life is. Life's nice. Yeah. A little bit tired, yeah. but I'm probably yeah. not. You know when you just think you're tired, but you're actually like, I'm not actually. You got your eight hours, like, yeah. No, I did get yeah. my eight hours, to be fair. Although I did wake up at 4 a.m. super thirsty, and then oh. I couldn't get back to sleep. But oh, what was going on there? Hate that. No. Probably the moon goes. or something. Yeah. Pluto and retrograde. What's it called? Mercury retrograde. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said Pluto. Apparently, there's <laughs> more, apparently, I read somewhere that there's like seven planets in retrograde right now. Yes, I don't know we're all, no one are off. I don't know what any of that means. I don't. Do I don't I, believe in any. Of I don't that. either. But I think it's uh, whenever I'm sad, I look it up. I'm like, okay, that's the reason. Yeah. yeah. That's why. But you see some girl on TikTok, and she's like, if you're this sign, good things are going to happen to you now. And I'm like. I've You're waiting. Yeah. Yeah, I've been waiting for that for yeah. five years. Where's that? Yeah, so did the other seven million people that watch the same TikTok. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. They're like, this is meant for you. Yeah, like, yeah and everyone else. for me. Yeah, yeah. definitely not. So, yeah. going back to your early years, how was like school for you and growing up in general? In like, Cork. In Cork. In Cork. Cork, Um, Where in Cork are you? I don't know Cork at all, but where are you from in Cork? I grew, up, I grew up in Passage West. Where is that now? I'll, I'll pretend to know where It's like out... Have you heard of Cove or Roach Town? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cove, it's yeah. like across the water from Cove. Okay. okay. Is it a city place or like or a suburbs? suburb? It's more suburbs, yeah. Okay. Uh, but it's not like, I mean, it's Ireland as small as a suburb is like 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, growing up in, growing up in Cork was interesting, like in school and stuff, because I, on one hand, I loved it and I look back on it with like such fond memories. But I think also parts of it were really difficult because I definitely wasn't like I wasn't cool or popular not that I needed to be or want to be or that you have to be but yeah. I think it does make a difference like when you're not like everyone's doing sport and you're like the one guy doing music and like drama and dancing and yeah. no one gets it you know oh, yeah. Yeah. everyone's just like you're such a loser yeah. you're like you're like it's fun it's just yeah. me and 15 other girls in a class yeah. it's great and we just stretch because that's what they wanted to do yeah, yeah. They want to yeah. Do. they're all like in rugby club yeah, yeah. all loads of they're dudes yeah. and I'm like I don't want to look at no, dudes in shorts do you think that's still the same now or do you think that's kind of grown like it's more like normalised to be doing all that well so I didn't really like know what it was like because obviously I left Cork maybe when I was like 18 mm-hmm. and I came back like a couple of years ago. I say a couple of years ago, I probably came back like at some point last year to shoot a music video and there was like a guy that was acting in the music video and I can't remember what, he might have been like 16 or something or and he was doing musical theater and drama he was in the same drama school that I had been in he was like uh but he was also doing like some sport he had like a girlfriend and he was all cool and stuff and I was like and I and I was like is it I was like do you not get like picked on and stuff? <laughs> Hey, that's not fair. You know, I was like, like, are you like cool or something? And he was like, yeah, because the people like you made it like cool and normal. And I was just like, what? I never even thought about that, you know? I think it was just a mindset from like years and years ago of not being the stereotypical like boy in school. Yeah, Yeah. 100%. And not, it was like a massive thing of, yeah, not being the stereotypical boy. And also, I think just like not following the rest of the yeah. crowd and like it's sad because like now like everyone sort of looks at it and they're like oh like I wish I had 
done something that I love or followed mm. my dreams or like, oh, you're so lucky. Like, and it's just like, well, you could have, but you yeah. just didn't because you just wanted to do everyone else. Yeah, I do it yeah. everyone else. And I get it as well because there's like that whole toxic sort of like masculinity and the way that everyone get, is raised. And I don't know. It's, but yeah, it was definitely like, it was tough. I think like, I think I got bullied a lot and I have so many stories and memories of that. But some, most of the time it didn't really bother me at all. Mm-hmm. And I was probably, I don't know whether that's just the way I was, my personality or the way I was raised or whatever. But I think I just like, I knew I was doing something different and I knew I was going to be picked on, but I chose to do it anyway because yeah. I was like, well, I don't really care. And I think anyone, I think I hold really high the opinions of those that I love and care about and those that are nice to me and my friends and anyone else, I just don't really care. It so not matter, if, yeah. Yeah, and if yeah. someone's like, picking on you it's not someone whose opinion matters, matters because they're just a mean person anyway yeah. so you're mm-hmm. like well I don't really care about your opinion yeah. you know like yeah. so it was I, I had that mindset like very very young so I think then I just that's like, good that you had that me. so young though yeah. that like yeah. to think like that and you knew yeah. who you wanted to be and doesn't yeah. matter if other yeah. people don't think that yeah. isn't it speaking personally yeah. as well can you tell us where is your surname from France I was going to say it sounds French oh. yeah so are you half yeah. French half French yeah my oh, mum's wow. French yeah. Can you speak French? Yeah. Fluently? Fluently, yeah. Can you what? give us a little, a little something, something? <laughs> People always say that. I'm like, what do you want me to say? Oh, I love it because my mom's German. Is oh, I get that all the time. Oh, what, the, what am I meant to say? Yeah. Yeah. I, I speak te- German as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell her to yeah. do it all the time and she's like, what? But I think from someone who isn't like bilingual, like, well, yeah, like, I find it fascinating yeah. and I would love to know another language. I think it's, mm. it's something that, well, it is kind of drilled into our heads, well, should be in school. But I clearly it's didn't follow along yeah. that. Yeah, but yeah. I'd love it. I'd love to speak another language. It is cool. French. It is like, yeah, it is handy. Would you ever sing France. in French? Yeah, I did a French version of All For You, actually. No which way. Which I then sing sometimes when I'm in France. Wow. The bits that I remember. <laughs> wow. Um, it definitely helps, though, because I did, like, when I toured with Ed, we did, like, a lot of shows in the UK and then in Ireland. And I thought that, like, the UK and Ireland were going to be the best ones. Yeah. And then I was going to go to France and it was going to be, like, no one's going to know my yeah. songs here. Yeah. yeah. Know, like, don't get played in the radio here. Like, no one's going to care. And I think just because I spoke French, the crowd loved it loved so it, much yeah. that it was, like... It was honestly, they liked me more than even when I was in Dublin, you know, like it was just insane. And I was just like, so it definitely has been like helpful in that sense of just going to France and like feeling welcome there and stuff, which is just cool. That's amazing. And like speaking of music, how did you discover how much you love music? Was it like a family thing that you all played instruments Mm. or like? Yeah, yeah. So my mom, my mom's like a professional classical musician. And then that's kind of what I was like born into. So I was Mm -hmm. just playing music like straight away pretty much like as once I could kind of talk and move I guess I was just trying to play yeah. instruments and then grew up with that um I was just like sort of discovering all avenues of it and as a kid you don't know what it means you just know you like playing music and you're doing it and eventually you figure out about having a job one day or like whatever but <laughs> yeah. like it never phased me that like you could be a musician for a job you Full know time, yeah. it was more um, of a hobby kind of was it when you were younger well, uh, yeah, when I was younger, I just did it because I loved it. Yeah. But I also, like, it never, you know, some people don't realize that you can do that as a job. A job, you know, yeah, Because yeah. my mom did. For me, it was completely normal to just have a, a job that was not, like, stereotypical, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, like, I wanted to be an actor for a while. I wanted to be a magician. I wanted to be yeah. a skateboarder. I wanted to be a musician. And then, like, music was the one that obviously stuck the most. And, like, 
I think I just was discovering so many different types of music and like different avenues and eventually got into songwriting and I was, mm-hmm. whether that was like, you know, cause I was busking and playing gigs and pubs and stuff like that. And just like, and then I just kind of was just like, I think I, re- I think I, for many reasons, I really wanted to be an artist and yeah. be a songwriter. Um, and I kind of was just like, it would be so sick if I could pull it off, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I just kind of remember like sitting in my bedroom in Cork, just like analyzing artists and being like, how do you become that? Like, how, Where do like, you start? Yeah. Like, I used to just be like, was Ed Sheeran like born a pop star? Like, yeah. I don't understand how it works. Like, yeah. how do you, how do you get to there, you know? Yeah. And then I think I just kind of was like, just going to try everything I can to like, do it. to get there. And I, I and I kind of, my mindset was just like, if you don't stop, I think some, there's like a, somebody has like a rule, which call like the 1% rule or something. And I guess it's kind of like that, but in my head, it was just like, oh yeah, you get 1% better every yeah. day. And then you'll, yeah. And then you'll yeah. eventually oh, surely get there or something. Yeah, you know? surely you get to 100. Yeah. So I was <laughs> One just, day. Yeah. my mindset was just that. I was like, if I never give up, surely I'll be successful at yeah, some point. Some point, yeah. Do you know, like it's You're not, doing this I didn't years. Feel. I followed you like 10 years ago. Yeah. On on YouTube. Mad. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like you yeah. know, exactly. Like yeah. it's like I tried everything. Yeah. You know, like all the different avenues, all the different like, you know, ways of getting yourself out there. Some things work a bit, you learn, you fail. And I think just like what's meant to be is meant to be. You yeah. know, I wasn't meant to be sixteen years old and becoming a pop star. Okay, I think, but, you know, yeah. I Do you think failure to, like, helps sometimes? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I think like people don't talk really enough about like how much you learn from your failures and like of course. And that it's like you just have to believe and trust and like believe in yourself and know that like what's meant to be will be and like the journey is different for everyone. And I look back now and I'm like, oh my God, like thank God I didn't succeed at like, even at like 20 and 21 when I thought I really wanted it so badly. But I was like, I was not good at writing songs. I did not know what I wanted my music to sound like. I thought I did, but yeah. I, I didn't. You think at you all. know everything at that age? Yeah. So, like, yeah. You yeah, think, yeah. and then it was suddenly I, I like, I like, genuinely, my whole career pretty much changed when I just kind of just had an epiphany, and I was like, I know exactly what I'm gonna do. And that was basically when I wrote "All for You" was like probably three weeks after that, and and then everything from then on kind of changed and f- slotted into place, and yeah. like, but it was a big like. I mean, there was obviously other moments that led to that, but I think there's, it's just like everything is, comes at the right time, you know, mm-hmm. and it's such a cliche thing to say, but like you, I would never have had to learn how to write songs or produce records if I got successful at got 16. The first, yes. Because yeah. somebody else would have done it for me. Like that's yeah. what mo- all yeah. the other pop stars, people write their songs, not all, but you know, the young stars like that mm-hmm. it's a completely different thing mm-hmm. and I like that's not my thing at all you know no. I love writing songs I love writing about my life I love like making the music and being so part of it I love being old enough to be like in charge of the business and be like it's just a whole different thing of course you know? yeah it's completely different if you're like young even like 18 19 20 it's it's like it's too young, I think. Yeah. That it's too young. Growing up, isn't it's it? Like, too young. You don't know yeah. age yourself, I think. Like, if yeah. you were, like, look look at, like, what we see, the, like, American celebrities and stuff. The likes, like, Justin Bieber and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, getting yeah. so successful so young. Yeah. So tough. I think it kind of keeps you grounded when you've been in the industry for so long. Yeah. That you know the graft you've put in. Like, you've yeah. never run away with yourself. And, like, no, kind of, no. you're always stayed the same. Like, that And way. you've experienced everything. You know why you're there. You know that you could also very easily not be there. Like, yeah. it's just kind of, and now it's just funny. 
Like I'm just with my friends <laughs> and we just think it's hilarious. Yeah. Like everything that happens, we're just like, this is so funny. But it's like you knew, it was like a known in your head that you were like, I know I'm going to get here. It just yeah. depends how, how I get there. Yeah. 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 Or when. Yeah. You yeah. have to like, you have to, I think the the knowing as well is almost, <laughs> it's not even like, knowing in a way of arrogance but no, it's more no, in yeah. like almost in ignorance of like how crazy it is you just have to yeah. convince yourself yeah you're like, like, obviously I'm gonna get it yeah you're like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. gonna happen yeah. you know <laughs> because otherwise you I won't that, it yeah. will not happen if you yeah. do don't believe in yourself yeah and we have such a stigma against people being confident and believing themselves yeah. it's so bad I remember when I was in people school my mom said teachers used to say like you need to knock some of the confidence out of that boy and stuff terrible like. my mom would be like the last thing I'm going to do is knock confidence <laughs> yeah. out of my son are you serious <laughs> like yeah, poor lad getting bullied knock. already like you know what I mean imagine, <laughs> imagine yeah. and like I was never like I I mean I like to believe I was never arrogant or, mm-hmm. or, or anything like that and I think I always understood like the line between being confident I, I think I know I don't know I feel like somebody said it but I feel like there's or actually I'm pretty sure I came up with this myself um, correct me if I'm wrong correct me if I'm wrong but I always think there's a line the fine line between like being confident and believing in yourself and believing that you're good at what you do yeah. and then being arrogant about it yeah. is whether you make other people feel worse and, oh, you, okay. and you kind of you know I, I had so many people like around me that back in the day people that I've known that were so arrogant and would just be like Thinking they're better than everyone else, being mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I got the best grade, though. What grade did you?" You know, like yeah. you know, when people just think they're better than everyone, like that's what I think arrogance is. Yeah, I think there's nothing worse than when someone's good at something and they're like, "Oh, I'm not even like that." False modesty. I'm like, yeah. "Don't bother with it." Yeah, yeah. I want to I say like to someone like, "You're a sick drummer," and they're yeah. like, "Thank you." Like, Thanks. I know I've worked yeah. really yeah. hard yeah. to be good, but they never will say, "I'm yeah, I know I'm better than I all know. the other drummers." Yeah, yeah. They're not. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm obviously good at writing songs and singing, but I'm no better than all the other seven million billion people who can do it as well. Yeah. Do you know? Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm bad. Well, no, you have to believe that, in yourself. I think that sounds yeah. worse when someone says that. I'm like, but you know you're good. Yeah, you know. You know you're good at the Irish. It's the Irish. Yeah. It's the Irish. Yeah. Yeah, it all the time. Bit. Like, yeah. even, even stupid little things. Like, should you ever be in a restaurant or something and like, when they come I, out, I, I, compl- okay. I complimented a girl the other day I was like you love your hair she's like I'll oh, just wash this today yeah. like literally blaming her how nice her hair was I'm just washing yeah, it yeah like, but yeah. We're, we're very like oh no 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 I, I yeah. don't think we can take compliments yeah it is hard yeah. and it's hard to be like confident and believe in yourself because you worry about people taking it the wrong way yeah, yeah. Don't of course. come off yeah. as arrogant and I do think it's important not to go around blowing your horn like but it's it's if you want to be successful and succeed at something, you have to believe, believe. in yourself yeah. and believe in, but it's almost not even like, it's like believe in why you're doing it. It's not even believe that you like in yourself as it's like, I'm the best. It's like, mm-hmm. believe in like, I can achieve it because I'm going to work hard enough. I'm going to put it in. I think I can get good enough to do it. I don't know. It's like just believing in what it is you're trying to achieve, you know, as to opposed to like yeah. believing yeah. that you deserve it because you're, you're better than everyone. And like, I know people like that who are like, why is no one giving me the attention? Like, I'm amazing. They should be, they should be ca- crawling to me. And I'm like, no one's going to knock on your door. Yeah, like, yeah. and also with believe that in, attitude? with that attitude. You yeah, know what I mean? Definitely not. No, no. not going to happen. So I think it's just like, and it's also just like, it's not really that, like whatever you do in life, it's mm-hmm. not that like big of a, big of a deal. Like I just write some songs, you know, it's yeah. not really that impressive. Like yeah. if you do it for long enough, you'll be good. Just yeah. like anything else. Yeah. You can't think you're special because you can write some songs, you know, it just happens yeah, that it's a, a lot career people where like. people get, get famous from it. But like, it's no more impressive than anything else somebody does yeah. for loads of hours, like an architect or whatever job it is that you do. You spend thousands of hours 
practicing and getting good at. You know, yeah. it's just you put the time in, it'll yeah. benefit you. And some yeah. people are born with a musical ear, and some people aren't. Yeah. It's like yeah. genetics as well. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like yeah, whatever. Like well. it's not really a big deal. It's just you're just having a laugh. It is when you can't do it. You're just like wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, it's amazing. <laughs> are you a big man on law of attraction and manifestation? And yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I heard a podcast you done. You said you sat in a taxi an Uber with someone, mm. and she was like, "I feel the need to." Tell you to listen to Watch the Secret, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, anyway, tell yeah. listen to it. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, I had already, I kind of had been, I've practiced law of attraction my whole life without knowing it. I was like that when I was younger too. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's sort of a, it's that like confidence you have as a kid. Mm-hmm. And when I was a kid, I just, I knew I had the ability to do well in what I was doing, and I always believed in myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never let anyone put me down, and I always succeeded if I believed in myself. If I doubted myself for a second. I'd fail. Really? You know, face first, like. Yeah. And as I got older, you get the confidence knocked out of you. Yeah. You know, people just, no one likes somebody who's confident and believes in themselves. Mm. And it'll knock out of you. And eventually, you don't even believe in yourself anymore. And you're, you know, exciting things happen. And like, I remember somebody said to me, like, I think it was like years ago, like a record label wanted to have a conversation with me and I was so excited. And somebody was like, yeah, you know, like don't get your hopes up though. Well, that's such a horrible feeling. And I was just like, and I was just like, I I was like, I will always get my hopes up because at least if it doesn't work out, I got to like be excited for two weeks. You know? What's, yeah. Yeah, What's the harm, you know? As long as you can take the like, the no and the take the knock, it's grand, just get over yourself. But enjoy having your hopes up and like, when I watched, when this woman told me to watch The Law of Attraction, I was like, I had already kind of discovered it again in my life, but I hadn't really taken it that seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I genuinely, like, this is like 100% true. Like, she told me to watch The Law of Attraction. Uh, sorry, The the Secret. Mm-hmm. I watched the documentary. It basically kind of gives you tips and tricks on how to, like, put it into practice and how to sort of, which I think it's basically all just, it's all just about your mindset and yeah. how you genuinely what you're radiating, what energy you're giving, how positive you are, how you believe in yourself, what you believe in. And it always has worked for me throughout my, my life and my career so far. And But I remember it said, like, just do these things. And, like, and the things that I would do is I would, like, visualize myself in these places that I wanted to be. Like, the, like arena, looking at my like, hands, yeah. playing in the O2 arena, which yeah. I then did. And then, like, uh, and then listing things I was grateful for that I had and that I didn't have as if I had them. And it said, it said, don't worry, keep working hard, do this and see what happens to you in three mm-hmm. months. And three months after that, like exactly three months after that, I think I had half a million followers and I was signing a record deal and oh my, my whole life was, was starting to change. change yeah. wow. And then all of, and then of course I got like, again, I went into a place where I probably stopped believing myself and I had to make my way back up. And like, you know, that was only the beginning, but so many things in my life were a hundred percent. I don't know how it works. I don't think it's like some sort of magic, but I think it's it's, true, it's basically yeah. like truly believing yourself and an mm-hmm. energy, and you also attract people on that same energy. What you, you give know? out, yeah. they kind of, it kind of comes back to you. Isn't yeah. It? yeah, and yeah. people feel yeah. that energy. They feel yeah. that like you know, people who believe in like people who are very successful are people who believe in themselves, surround themselves in people who are positive, believe in themselves. And if they meet you and you're this little like mm, kind of like, like yeah, they'll yeah. just be like they're brain on my parade. But if yeah. they meet you and you have this energy about you, like. It opens doors. It opens, you know, and that's those people attract each other. And it's all about people then. Like you got to, you know, I cut out the wrong people out of my life and 
kept the right people and yeah um but i do think it is i mean you could talk for i could talk for hours about the, the stories and stories yeah. that i have of friends like crazy stuff and i'm sure you you guys like have had like do you both are you both very like into that yourselves like i would be you'd be more than me much. not as much but i'm i'm trying yeah 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 it's just it the, the I think it's made too complicated in the book and all. I didn't actually yeah. end up reading the book fully. I was like, I watched oh, it. No, I like, watched it on a flight. Think, yeah, that's good. But and like, I was like, wow. Well, I yeah. think the most important thing is that you believe what you're saying. Like you have yeah. to believe. Yeah, you can't just be saying. like, I would like a million euro. Like, yeah. it's not <laughs> like, You have to even be like, though oh my god, I guess that. Yeah, you have yeah. To yeah. Truly feel that. Yeah. Like, sometimes I do it and I'm like, no, this isn't going to work because I know you're lying to yourself. Like, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. not about like. I mean, I know people who use it for crazy things. Like, I'm going to get a million euro. I'm going to find a hairbrush on the floor because <laughs> I need one. Yeah. But like, but you have to be- really believe what you're actually like saying. That as you're if you have for, it already. Nerdy. As if you yeah. like have it. You know, I, I'm pretty sure. Like before, I'll be waiting. Became like so big I'm pretty sure I was like I'm so grateful for the success of my song I'm so grateful for like my sold out tour like I didn't have any of this I'm so yeah. grateful I remember being like I'm so grateful for my publishing deal so grateful for my record and you deal. had none of this at none the time. of this at the time do you know and then like but I truly believed that I when I was saying it I was believing that I had it, and, it and, and I and you also have to feel how you would feel if you had yeah you feel like happy you like the okay. happiness yeah, in your yeah. chest you know yeah. it almost makes you want to laugh yeah like, that's when you know to work yeah you know? yeah i need to do it but you don't just then yeah. sit on your ass and do no work yeah. no, you know, no no you also still have to like <laughs> try keep, keep like shit, and you have to work oh. but i think it just basically makes you truly believe in yourself yeah that's what it does yeah it makes you truly believe in yourself. The harm in that like yeah you know what i mean and that yeah. brings Where's opportunities your way it makes you like it makes you take those risks you know and like you you dm'd me yeah, I didn't even see your reply. Do you know? <laughs> oh my god, so I can't funny. believe I ghosted. I no, you ghosted Kate. I can't believe. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe. <laughs> but there's a lot of things in my life that happened because, like, I just DM. You just done it, yeah. I just really? DM some yeah. guy and or whoever, yeah. and they just like reply, and you're just like. That's hilarious. I think like, people yeah. psych themselves out. Some, you psych yourself out. I psych myself. I'm like, I'm not doing that. No you way. Ever, you, I don't know you've texted someone for the podcast. No, I think you asked me to DM Kane. And I was like, I was no. like, you've more followers this year. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> no. I think you psych yourself out then, yeah. thinking of the the failure that potentially could happen. But I just think, what fuck it. Yeah, I, I'd look at and that. Then he, I thought he didn't. I was like, ah. I'd look at that before. (laughs) I'd look at the failure before I'd look at, well, if it did go my way, what you'd gain. And that's obviously not a great mindset. But yeah, the thing is then like, I think it makes you, the the point is, is almost that like exactly when you're in that mindset, it makes you like believe more or makes you just do those things more. Mm. Yeah. You know, like you, you send the DMs, you write the hundred emails and you get the one reply you you start the podcast, you yeah. know, you put your first song out and that's the difference, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you're not in that kind of mindset, you won't do those things and not, the opp- opportunities won't, won't come. come and your way, yeah. I think is it like on your deathbed, you're not going to remember if someone didn't reply to it, yeah. Yeah. I would. I mean, like, would yeah. I, <laughs> like, would. Oh. I, <laughs> I would. Eight years ago, they never <laughs> replied to me. <laughs> um, I heard in the podcast, you often ask people, what is your dream and why aren't you living in it? Yeah. When is the first time you ask yourself that question? Um, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I used to, like, when I would go to sleep, my a lot of the time, my dreams were performing on stage. 
Wow. Like physical, like my actual dreams, I would be on stage performing. Aww. And I different situations. And I would like, like just the other day, I was with, uh, do you know the Vamps, the band? Yeah. Oh my God. I, I used to love them. Love yeah. yeah. Oh, I, so I was obsessed, obsessed with the Vamps as a kid. And like, I have become really good friends with James, who plays guitar and sings and stuff. And um, I was with him and I was telling him this story that like when I, I remember they were playing, I think, uh, the marquee and I had a dream that he like broke his arm I was side stage and they got me to come on stage and fill in and all For this them. and I told him I was like man it's like, like it's crazy that we're friends like because I literally had a dream wow. like filling in for you on guitar. Like, <laughs> literally you're in my dreams um, but like I had so many dreams like I, I remember specific dreams with specific people I knew in the front row remember what they were doing I remember being on these stages and like it was such a phenomenal feeling mm. that I would just wake up and be like I have to do that yeah and like I don't think those dreams were happening by accident like whatever reason it was yeah. I just knew I was like there's no way that I'm not gonna do that for mm -hmm. the rest of my life and I think that's when I knew and I just knew obviously I'm gonna try something I love yeah and then I think I was just really inspired by creatives and people and I watched loads of interviews I remember being obsessed with Jim Carrey as a kid mm -hmm. um I, I had one of his movies called Liar Liar on on DVD and I used to watch it all yeah. the time so I just loved him and I thought he was hilarious and he had an interview and many interviews where he just talks about like his dad was I think his dad wanted to be a comedian as well and he wasn't, he worked in a factory where he dedicated his life to this factory. And one day the factory just fired him, you know, just let off a bunch of workers. Yeah. yeah. And he said that day he was like, I realized like you could fail at doing something you don't want to do. So you might as well take you a risk want. and try oh, something that. you do. And I was just like, yeah. cool. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You know, I was like, I couldn't agree more. And I was yeah. like, whether I succeed or not, like this is what I'm going to try to do. And I went through a big phase where I used to always ask everybody first thing I would say as we would start a conversation and I would just be like, what's your, like, what's your dream? Like, what, what do you want to do? Because mm -hmm. people don't realize, like, when we're alive, we're so unaware that we're alive and, like, we're going to die that in, like, day, that yeah. second. No. And then you're just, like, Aimless you have to do that one thing that you want to do. That's it. That's mm -hmm. the only purpose of life, I think, mm -hmm. is to do that thing that you want to do and enjoy it and have fun and connect with humans and be a good person and love and feel love and happiness. And and I think, like, I just think it's when people are just not pursuing the thing that they love and they want to do. It's first, one of the first things I asked my girlfriend when I met her, we went for a cycle. It was like lockdown. We're cycling around London. Aww. And I remember I was just like, I was like, what's your dream like what are you passionate about what would you love to do with your life and I remember she was just like people are stumped by the yeah. question aren't they nearly like yeah she was like I've never once ever thought, thought about, about that yeah. mm. and and now she's doing the thing that she loves as her career and her life is completely different and like just, thanks to it me fitness? Uh, <laughs> it's fitness she does isn't yeah, it yeah 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 wow and uh and she took her a little bit of time to like figure it out mm -hmm. what it exactly and then one day we were all just like and she was like oh my god like she used to be like a sprinter for England and then she was like third fastest in the country but she had yeah. like shin splints so she had to give up which happens to a lot of oh, runners yeah. um, and then she she loves music and for a while she was like maybe I'll like work in the music industry because like she spent her life going to music festivals and she mm -hmm. loves that side and uh, in a way she basically gets to do that without having to have a job in it because she just tours with just me all you, the time yeah, now yeah, yeah. Um, and then we all just kind of like one day we were all just like 
we were like, you do realize that you work out like three times a day. Like, why don't you? And then she was like, oh my God. And she, she basically fell in love with uh, Joe Wicks, the, you know, the oh, coach. Him. Yeah. Um, and like, and now like Joe and I speak, which is like so mad. Cause I'm like, you literally inspired us to like get fit. Start, and like, I mean, like yeah. Spear was always super fit, but he kind of really like, she just loved his mindset towards um, mental health and exercise and just, just the, the type of influencer that he was for, for exercise. And she was just like, I would love to do what he does. I'd love to like get people healthy and happy and fit. And she, it's just now, I've honestly, I think she's more passionate about it than I am with music. Like I've never seen anyone so passionate about what they do. And it's just like, it's just amazing because it's like, that's I don't what know, she was made just, to do. Yeah, it's what she yeah. was made to do. And it, it's when you see people doing something that they love and that they enjoy, it's like, that's what life, that's what life, life is about. They just yeah. shine. Like, yeah. yeah. And it takes time to get there. I remember like, like friends and with Sophia and stuff, I was like, it's not going to happen overnight. Like you're not going to get there mm. tomorrow. Like you have to be willing to like spend however many years mm-hmm. to get to your, to reach your dreams. And it's like, now she's starting to achieve things that I'm like, aren't you so glad like you didn't give up and like you went yeah. through those hard times where you like you thought it might not work out and stuff because yeah. it's it's just it is always a thing like people are afraid because it's it takes time and no one's willing to give 10 years of their life the, yeah. Yeah. yeah I always think that the time will pass anyway yeah so you may so, as well exactly do it's it it's a good way yeah yeah. I love that. The time like me in college, anyway. but I, I hate yeah. it. But I was like, time's past, I'm going to pass on my head. finish it. Tell like, herself that yeah. anyway during the day. That's how I got it. But yeah. was there a time where you ever felt like giving up? Obviously, you were so strong and believing in yourself. But was there times when you were like, oh, I can't do this anymore? Like, get me to a normal nine to five job? Um, Maybe a little bit, yeah. There are, li- there are moments definitely where you doubt yourself and you think, yeah. like, you do think you're like, I've been at this for so long. Like, maybe I'm just maybe I'm just insane and I'm wasting my time <laughs> yeah. trying to do this. And there was, there was definitely like a small period where I had like a bit of that, but I think I just like, I think to me in the end, there was just no other choice. It was like, I was like, I just can't not do it. You know, yeah. So yeah. no matter how hard it was or no matter, even when I had that mindset at times, I was just like, snap out of it. Like, yeah, just get back on the thing. Like yeah. believe in yourself. Like you will, you will get there. I feel like the way you've spoken about like believing in yourself and stuff, that outweighed any doubt you ever had. Like I feel like if yeah. doubt ever came into, you just strike me as the person that if doubt ever came into your head, believing in yourself would completely outshadow that yeah. little bit of doubt. It might come for a yeah. bit or two. Like a ten, 10 minutes a day. Yeah, a little down day yeah. here and there, but it would. It always happens. Quickly. You always will doubt yourself no matter yeah. what. I doubt myself now, like every day I think like, I get to do these things and I'm like, oh my God, imagine if it all falls away. Like imagine I never have another successful song. Imagine just like it doesn't work out, you know? Yeah, like, and, yeah. it, and you can always doubt yourself. But then I'm just like, then I'm just like, oh nah, bro, I'm clapping. Yeah. It's like, um, it's like <laughs> impo- no one like me. I got it, you know, I got this. You <laughs> do know? you ever get imposter syndrome? Yeah, all the time. I think every, I get that. Do you? I never, yeah, I do. I never like, understood why am I doing? what it was before. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you... Yeah, how would you describe it? it? But I I remember people telling me about their imposter syndrome and I didn't get it at all. I was like, what do you want? I, I wouldn't say I have, I don't know, you tell me if this is imposter syndrome. Okay, yeah, I don't really know me. what I call this. But what I feel is like, 
I never have the sort of, when imposter syndrome was described to me before, people would always say like, oh, I don't feel like I deserve to be here. Or I like, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I feel like an imposter here. Like I'm not supposed to be here. Not meant, yeah. I, I don't feel like that at all. I'm like, I worked so hard to be here <laughs> fully. I'm like, thank God I got here because like, <laughs> geez, like if it didn't work out, I would have lost faith in like science at this point. Um, but when I'm on stage, mm-hmm. And there's like thousands of people like we just I just supported Dermot Kennedy at Thoman Park. And it's like when you go out on stage and it's not even your own show and like 30,000 people every night are singing the words to all of your songs. And you're just like, you're like me. Yeah, I'm just like, there's no yeah. way. You really turn around. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. I'm constantly just like, whose song is this? Yeah. Like, like, Why do we all know the words? Yeah, here? that's yeah. what it feels like. But I, I don't ever feel the kind of like, oh, I don't deserve to be here or like I don't belong here. I'm more just like, wow. I'm like, what is going on? Like there's no yeah. way yeah. this is happening, you know? Yeah. Or like I'm like kind of pinch myself kind of stuff. And yeah. like, and it all feels like I'm almost watching someone else's life or it's like fake or everyone's an actor and like, because they're all going to jump out and be like, yeah, it's just all like, (laughs) it's just all really funny. And like, I have my best friend who's with me all the time on tour and he films everything. He's like my content creator. And we just like, we experience so many crazy things, whether it's like I go to Oslo and a hundred thousand people in an audience are singing, I'll be waiting. And then, or it's like, I'm going somewhere and there's like fans stopping, trying to take photos or whatever. And like afterwards, we just are like, we're just oh. like laughing because it's hilarious. Yeah. We're yeah. just like, man, we were just like on Paul Street in Cork, like skating yeah. there like 10 years ago. Like, what is going on? Yeah. You know, it's so weird. And so it's like, it's kind of in that way because it's, I think like either, I don't know, maybe it goes two ways. You either become like really arrogant and like think you're class and you're like, I'm like famous now. Or you're like, they have no idea what's going on, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. just like, yeah. so I think for me, like, I don't know, I, I, I kind of use imposter syndrome to describe that feeling but I don't know no I think that is yeah. I feel like that as well I'd be like oh mate like even when we're doing a live show for the podcast they're like like people are here for me like yeah. kind of like that like it's and not don't I don't think it. I deserve it it's like yeah. wow yeah yeah, yeah. kind of yeah. like that like why me in a way yeah like out of everyone else like yeah why am I, I think I you because you worked hard yeah. to achieve it yeah. yeah I think that's the like that's the one thing that I don't necessarily have is the why me because I'm mm. like I'm like the people who get it are the people who who work hard enough and long enough and like don't give up on themselves. Yeah. But absolutely the fact of where you're like, what the fuck? More like, <laughs> why are you here? I don't understand. I guess it kind of is. I'm all, to be fair, I am always like, but you could listen to anyone else's music. Like, yeah, no why way. my music? Yeah, there's no way yeah, my music yeah. stuck out yeah. enough that you would like, like it more than someone else's or yeah. that you would actually come to the show, you know? Yeah, cool. And it is like when you're at those live shows and when you guys tour the podcast, like, and you're just there That's, and you're yeah. just looking at people you're like you're like did someone force you to come here yeah like, <laughs> who paid who you, you? Yeah. yeah I'm always like yeah I remember when I started touring at first I was just like no one's gonna be in the room I knew the room was sold out I was like no one's gonna be there and then they're there and I'm like oh I'm like who forced you to come like I don't I don't know what I don't get this you know and that's why then in like the first shows I used to do like meet and greets and stuff afterwards because I just had to be like Make sure they're real. You're real, yeah, like, like, yeah, like yeah. you know, and then Not people give your story, yeah. their stories, and they're like, I remember the first time someone was like, "Oh, I'm a nurse in lockdown. I had the worst time ever, and every single night I would drive home." And I would listen to your music the whole drive home for like two years straight. And I would just cry oh, the whole way home. And I was like, I can't believe that I'm just at home like having dinner 
watching like Drive to Survive and some person that I've never met in my life is like crying on their way home listening to my songs. I don't even know what's happening. And like, and that's happening like all over the world. And you're just like, you can't comprehend any of that. You can't comprehend that people actually care about what you're doing. Yeah. And I don't think you're supposed to or ever will, I guess. Yeah, it'll never no. have a click with you. Yeah, it's one that people are listening to right now, probably somewhere in the world. Yeah. A lot so of people. weird. Isn't it? Yeah. It's so yeah. weird. Like, yeah. what are the chances? Yeah. Or even when you're asleep, like people listen to us and obviously it's the same as you in Australia and stuff. But like, yeah. they're probably in bed and they're just listening to my voice. Yeah. I don't get it at all, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's so mad. It's I got sent like some, like, sometimes I get videos of uh, people like getting like gifted tickets to my concerts from like oh, parents so or their, oh, and they're just like Crying. bawling oh. and I'm, I'm just like what do you mean like why do you care that much like, you're like it's just me like, yeah it's no. so weird but yeah. it's like and then I like I just show it to like everyone on my team I'm like what is it? like yeah. I don't know what's going on yeah. and they're just like it's just crazy how much you can mean to someone like and you, you just will know. never mm-hmm. understand it no. you just can't like yeah it won't you can't comprehend something yeah. like that in your no. head no it's never mad will. but it's nice. so special yeah, yeah, yeah it's so it beautiful yeah. it's so amazing to make a community and like have that with people and just be able to share this just like share your time with all these people it's, yeah. it's so cool yeah and I've read that you have ADHD. Did I read that right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know? Do you how? think that that is like a help or a hindrance to your career? And how did you feel when you were like diagnosed with it and stuff? Uh, it's t- like to be fair, I I feel like I obviously knew I had it. Like I definitely <laughs> I knew I had it like my whole life. Pretty yeah. Much. Um. And like my, uh, my, but my mom and stuff. Like she like she never believed in any of that kind of stuff. Where she's like very like French and she's like in France they don't really do that. They don't do like they put not? labels on stuff. Because they just feel like just you are who you are, yeah. you know? Yeah. And to be fair, I kind of believe in that as well. Yeah. I think it is yeah. a little bit of nonsense and it's becoming so like, oh, ADHD. I'm mm-hmm. like, you're just maybe a bit bonkers or you eat yeah. too much sugar or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> like, Or you just don't care about history in school or I don't know. And But I remember like there was two things. One guy in a music shop, every time I went in, he would just be like, he was actually a bit rude to me. He'd always be like, you got ADHD, you should get checked. And I would just be like, Jesus Christ. What were you um, doing? Hello, like you know? And yeah, I was hello just, to you I was, too. I was like, like, so like, okay. Um, and then I remember the only reason I took a test for it was because when I was in university, when I was at the Royal Academy in London, my friend, she went for a test and she got it. And then you got like way more time to do, to your do exams. your exams yeah, no and way. your essays. <laughs> and um, if you had like, if you had to do like a massive like, music essay dissertation thing you got like four months instead of two and obviously I always left everything to like the last night so I was like unreal Daddy, no way. give me that and, yeah. Yeah. and then she was like for the exams you get like a different room and only like 10 people and it's way more chill and it, yeah. it's like and I was like that's unreal as well so I just went for the test and I obviously had it like I was yeah. like I obviously have she was like you definitely have ADHD you should, oh, you should go God. so I took the test only yeah. for that because yeah, I was just yeah, like yeah. but funny enough the guy said to me at the end of the test, he was like, you should really congratulate your mum because she did an amazing job at, like, raising you with your ADHD because you, he was like, it's it's almost like... I owe it... I think I gave it to, like, classical music. Okay. I think because classical music is so disciplined, I had... I would have to sit down for, like, four hours at a time, five hours at a time, and just have a piece of music that I can't play mm. and have to learn I it. Learn it, yeah. I, I used to, like, I played the violin, so, I was like that as well. It's so disciplining, yeah, you know? And he said, he was like, it's probably because of classical music mm-hmm. that you've, like, really, like, got it under control. And, I like, now I'm, I think I'm a 
pretty calm person. Like my a lot of people go back like five years, people are like Kean's nuts. Like he's just bouncing off the walls. Yeah. Now I'm like super calm. Maybe just because I'm older and like I've chilled out a lot. Yeah. And my energy just goes into like certain things. There Obviously things. talk a lot. Yeah. Like and talk forever. Yeah. But I'm not like bouncing off the walls. And yeah. I never really was like that. I was yeah. just like super excited, basically. Yeah. yeah. And I just loved like Everything. Everything. <laughs> you know, I love being on stage. I love yeah. talking to people. I love making friends. And like, now I'm a little bit more like, I like to chill. But yeah. I think um, I think it definitely like hyperactivity, I think helps you in certain ways because it, it's like, first of all, I knew when I was at school and I was, I was pretty decent at school, like, and I didn't have to work that hard. I didn't work at all, to be fair. Um, <laughs> but I was lucky because I obviously had music, Irish, French, which were all A's and I didn't have to try. And then I had like, I, I was clever enough with the other stuff without hard, trying too hard. And I, I was actually really interested by like history and things like that. So like I enjoyed it. Um, but I, from the beginning of time in school and all of my teachers knew, I was like, I'm not, I'm going to be a musician. So like, yeah. see you later, you know, I'm never yeah. going like, to try this. that hard. Yeah. I'll just like show up and be good. But uh, <laughs> I was like, definitely like probably causing problems in class. Yeah. You know, it's like. Without knowing it probably, but like. Without knowing it, like it's being really loud. Like, <laughs> Can we talk about songwriting? This is something in musicians that baffles me. Don't know how you'd sit down, think of word, think of like words that have to rhyme, think of like verses, bridges, like all that. How do you even begin to sit down and say, okay, pen to paper? Well, do you actually physically write them, actually? Pen to paper? No, I've tried that, but it's. Does it work? No. Really? Try to be all cool and. <laughs> and have your cool. notes. Yeah. No, no, does it work? No. Is that you lose thing? the notepad. I think like it's different for so many people. Like, if I wanted to write a song now, like if you gave me a guitar, I could write a song, you know, like, and it would, Imagine. that's probably how I would do. Do you have a guitar? <laughs> yeah, there's one in there. Didn't get if you actually, like, I could show you if you wanted to really know how Wait, it actually goes down. Leanna's Keen's guitar there. Yeah, yeah that one. Yeah. 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 yeah, go on, bring it in. Quick. God, the pressure's on now. Yeah. I have to not write a crap <laughs> song. It's really out of tune. How do you, oh, you can tune I have a clear. I don't even know how long this is. a Keen's guitar. We still, we need to I'll give you a him. really I'm going to preempt that it's going to be a really bad example okay. of how I write songs this is the one I made earlier I've no idea oh it's really in tune no, oh is it oh. it is that's good L Keen yeah it's not too bad basically for me like it's always I'll put this a bit closer actually. <laughs> I pretty much am like it, de- it depends what point I was like in my career and, and at how good I was at songwriting and I was really bad for a really long time so I would write like every day to just like practice and get better now it's like I usually like know what I want to write about specifically I never I actually don't I very rarely write on guitar I usually write on piano but I I'll know what I want to write about and then I'll be like inspired by like multiple things whether it'll be like a song or a beat mm-hmm. or like some sort of like some, some multiple things you know I, I can't just I don't think I I would often like be like I know what I want to write a song about I'm just gonna go and write it. like I, I want like multiple things to inspire or I'll just like let it all bottle up and then like two months let down the line and, out, yeah. and I just like and it just comes out but I'll usually like I don't know usually it always for me starts with like finding nice cards on the piano or whatever so like I'll pretend oh. you're not here and I'll try not to embarrass <laughs> okay, yeah. but if I was like to write a song God, this, uh, this is terrible. Um, let's see. Um, okay. 
What are we going to write a song about, for example? If I was writing a song about, like... Yeah. Uh, I'll write, write a song about, like... A sad girl. Drinking Coca-Cola. Okay, yeah. A <laughs> sad girl. Oh, okay. <laughs> Too sad. Okay, I'll do, like, a sad girl. Okay. I'll, I'll try. And then I'll just, like... Uh, it's going to be gibberish, by the way. Okay, okay. But I'll probably have, like, one lyric, like... Uh, um, she sat on her own. Never knowing where to go Maybe it'll take her down No, 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 no And I'll just make shit up and then I'll go and I'll like, This will be the next no, hit no, you Maybe I will fall in love Again, maybe I Obviously, I won't be embarrassed while I'm doing it. <laughs> wow, no. that was wow. Good. But I'll just do that for like that is ten minutes and just have like my voice. Yeah, yeah, on. yeah, yeah. So like when I wrote like "All for You," I was probably just like, I was just jamming and jamming and jamming, and I was like, and then I was like, often I like to pretend like the song already exists. You oh, know? okay, okay. So I'll go like, so a song is usually like verse, pre-chorus, chorus. Oh, you know, yeah. Like does that again in a bridge or whatever so I'll sing like kind of a verse and then I'll go like two pre-chorus and then I'll be like and then where would I go for the chorus and I probably just like and I should have and I should have tried and and then I'll kind of be like, oh, maybe I should like list things I should have done. And then I'll kind of start to write it down. Wow. I might stop for a few minutes and like yeah. write the lyrics and then I'll go back and I'll like perfect the melody. But it's kind of just like, but like I always have to like kind of just get into like a flow state and just like be yeah. like completely just like in touch Sounded. with what like, my, am I like this, the melodies in my head and yeah. it just like has to like come out. Sometimes I'll sing so, sometimes I'll sing too loud and I won't be able to hear what's oh, in my head. Sh- and I'll have, like, to, be shush, like, no, so I'll have to be like, kind yeah. of like almost not singing or just like singing in my head so I can hear. Yeah, But it's wow. basically just kind of goes like that or like if I know really specifically or I'll have like a rhyme scheme sometimes or I'll have written a little bit of lyrics about something that I want to like write about. Um, and then I'll just like, and then I'll just That's kind of amazing. do that. Thank you. That's fascinating. But yeah, it's just kind of like that. And it's just kind yeah. of like, I don't know. It, it, it's kind of just like talking. You just kind yeah. of, but I just sit and like, I like to let it bottle up so that I feel like when I do sit down to do it, usually something good comes out. Okay. Because I don't like when I write something bad, I get pissed off. Do I'm, you? Like, I'm just like, damn, I'm like a mental block. And you know? is everything you write from personal experience? We were only talking about this in the car yeah. on the way in. Because yeah. I was, I what was I talking? Oh, I was talking about Jeremy Candy because he's the love of my life, obviously. And I'm just, he's fantastic. Oh my God, I'm obsessed with him. But I was like, he sings so many songs about like heartbreak and like, like sad things sometimes. But he's in a healthy, happy relationship. And I'm yeah. like, is, are, yeah. is it always about your life now? Like or I think it's just yeah. about your life in general. Is it? it can be from the past, can be from ten years ago. Yeah. Can be from now. I mean loads, my songs are just about my childhood. So really? I like, write so much about my past. Or it's like a song about like something that I wanna say to my brother or my mom, but I like would find it awkward. awkward. Oh, okay. So I like, put it into a song and yeah. then Yeah, and so it's kind of just like a mix, but it's m- most of the time. It's from my life, unless somebody tells me something. Like, I have two songs that were on my very first mixtape. One was called Anyone But Her. And that was a song about a story that a girl told me about her life. And then 
I had another song called Hurt So Bad, which is another story that one of my friends told me about her life. And I just kind of like was so like inspired by yeah, it. Like, just, yeah. It was so devastating and broke my heart. I was like, I was just like, can I write you a song? Like, I don't even yeah. know what I'm saying. Uh, no. and, and so I just like, I originally kind of wrote it for them and like um, those songs ended up then like coming out. Wow. But I think like most of the time, has to be something that, like moves me so much or like yeah, I feel, to write I feel about. emotional about to write mm-hmm. about. Otherwise, there's no point Not really. Yes. Like. Your flash mobs have gone into the viral on TikTok. Yeah. They're mad. You know when you do them, like if you don't, you've done them. Are they going to come in here now? Let us know. Are they? Yeah. Is the choir on the way? Come on. Imagine. They, imagine. I die. Imagine. I die. Um, is it different when you do them in Ireland versus like America or something? Do you so get I, different I've, never, I've never done it in Ireland, actually. Did you not do it on the Lewis? It looked like you were on the Lewis one. No, I was in Manchester. Yeah. Oh, it, was, it looked like the Lewis in Dublin. Yeah, no, I've never done it in ah. Ireland. As far as I know, I've never done it in Ireland. Oh, you have to. Yeah. Um, the reaction's pretty much like the same everywhere. It's kind of a mixture of people who love it and people who are pissed off. Really? Ah. Pissed off. Yeah, people, some people are like, just, you can tell that some people are just like, they or like if you do it in a place like we did it at one one that hasn't been posted yet, but there was one where we were just like we did it in a inside a tube station in London, and the guy over the thing was like, "No singing in the station, no!" And he kept getting louder and louder, and he was like, oh "No God. singing in the station!" And he was like screaming, what? and everyone was just what? like, literally, everyone was just like, "Oh my <laughs> the God!" The speaker was like, and we just kept going, and it was like, it was funny because we had like dancers and everything in this one, so yeah, it was like yeah. whole whole thing. Um, but I just think it's so hilarious to do. I love. Uh, if yeah. anything, I do it more for the people who don't like it than the people yeah, who funny, do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So funny. The idea to do yeah. it. Use it. Yeah. So I basically was like, I had put out the song called "I'll Be Waiting," mm-hmm. which at this point was following up "All for You," and "All for You" had been so successful. I was like, well, I'm never gonna. Ha- I'm not gonna be able to top that pressure. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, you know, "I'll Be Waiting" was doing some. It was doing actually pretty good to be fair and I was like you know I was excited and I was like but like you know how do I go how do I make it even bigger than I yeah. you so we were recording basically a live version of the I'll be waiting with a choir but like for a big YouTube video and it was like on a set and everything mm-hmm. you know and then I just remember I was on the phone to Nathan my friend who films all my stuff and we were just discussing things and I was like and I remember just being like wait if We've got like a, a full on, we have a whole choir. choir. Yeah. And he, and he was like, yeah. And I was like, can we have them for a day of rehearsals and then the day of the video? And I was like, man, obviously we should go make some hilarious videos where we just go into like public places with the choir. Like, I was like, imagine if I was just in a cafe. And I remember the specific cafe that I pictured in my head mm-hmm. didn't actually go there. But I was like, imagine like, just like if I was sitting down and I just kind of started singing and then like a choir just like joined in, joined joined in. in. Like people didn't know they were quiet they were just kind of hanging out in the cafe and like I was like that'd be so sick and me and Nathan used to like watch prank videos all the time growing mm-hmm. up and like we always just like did them as teenagers for the laugh like stupid pranks and like mm. stuff like that you know even without like filming them just because it was funny and like we were just like obviously we have to do that so then we were in Manchester and we just filmed like five or six videos and each video got like a hundred million views wow. and it was just like Oh my god! And then, and then the on? song blows up even more. Yeah, it was just insane. Yeah, yeah. And then the song obviously just blew up from that, and it just was like all over the world as well. Because like "All for You" is really successful, but mostly just in the UK and Ireland. Yeah. 
And then I'll be waiting just like went just like everywhere all over the world. And then it just kind of like, it's just mad. Like, it, and then we just started doing the flash mobs in LA and did yeah. a today show in New York. Seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, and then just, now I just love doing them for like all of my songs and doing choir versions and stuff. Cause mm. it's just, I don't know, it's just fun. And it's a cool fun. way to promote your music. That's different to what other people are doing. And I found a unique thing. Um, that I just actually like enjoy doing because it's yeah. hard to like find something do, on social yeah. media that mm-hmm. you enjoy, you know. Yeah. And so, if you do one in Ireland, get somebody to tell us. Not that you're going to do there. one, but like, yeah, we <laughs> yeah. need to be in the right place, yeah. the right yeah. time, and then it just we could be in the choir. You could be. <laughs> Slap me in the back somewhere. I'd be fine. Throw me in the back. Yeah, it'd be grand. You've just finished a tour with Ed Sheeran. Yeah. How was that? That was so classic. Like, wow. Well, is um, he a lovely man? The nicest yeah, guy. I like, can imagine. He's so lovely. He's <laughs> like annoying, like you know, you know those guys. He's like too like, nice. Like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. You're just like Ed, man, come yeah. on, you're too sound. He's so sound. He, the thing as well as I have like every other artist that I've like toured with or everything like to compare him to, but like again, it's not a fair comparison because he's been doing it for so long and he's learned everything he just knows how to be and he's just the sweetest guy and he gave he gave us so much of his time he spent it was genuine like i felt like i was dating ed sheeran for like (laughs) for like two weeks you know like at the end of it like we were we were in like paris together we were on the same tv show he would like go out of his way to like make sure that we were hang we were together at the show like his security Aww. guards would push like everyone out of the way when he was leaving and he would be like no 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 and he would come over Aww. to me and he would hug me and he'd be like Aww. I'll see you really soon like when you're in New York let's hang That's out so nice. and just like he just I genuinely like it just was so nice to see I mean it's just so nice to meet your hero and they're yeah. just the sweetest they're person nice. ever yeah. they they care genuinely care about you and you could feel that it was genuine and he just did everything to make you feel respected, loved, cared about. He genuinely like wanted to know about you, about all of us. Like, and I just like, like still today, you know, I get to speak to him all the time. And I'm like, I can't believe that I can just like, if I have a problem, I can just text Ed and be like, what should I do about this? You know? Like, did you ever think that TikTok? Why don't you just call Taylor up? Yeah. You can just call Ed all the time. Did you you know? I'd say you, you never thought growing up even like, like or even even a few years ago I'd say you, ne- you never mate. thought you'd be able yeah. to be like I can just text Ed Sheeran if I yeah. want yeah. well it's funny because actually he only uses email oh he doesn't have a phone did I see yeah. yeah I think I saw that somewhere that he has no phone but he's real. like he's what? he's on his email like like he's got a whole system of how it works of how like when he replies all these things yeah. wow but, but uh and I'm not don't mean to be exposing Ed's secret but I feel like everybody knows no, he, I saw email. he said it somewhere yeah. but he's he has no but, phone but that's the thing, like many times you, you'll meet someone, they'll be like, oh, look, like be in touch. Like he he literally said to me, he was like, let me give you my email. He said that like four times before, like I actually, you know, yeah, at yeah. first I was yeah, like, oh, uh, I was yeah. never going to. Everyone like, says that. And he was genuinely like, here's here's my email. Like I change it every six months, you know. Wow. Um, and he was just like, <clears throat> he he literally was, you know, and I was like, oh, he'll never reply even if I do email him. And and I, he does, he like does he, he's always... Like, even if I, like, send him a message, he'll be like, you know, P.S., like, uh, listening to heaven, like, stuck in my head all morning, like, Ah, love it, like, congratulations. It's just, he actually is, like, the nicest guy. Yeah. He's been through, obviously, so much as well in his life. He's such an inspiration. And I think, like, he's so open with his advice. He'll, like, 
gave you some like he was like man you gotta get on the email thing you know like just get rid of your phone like oh just emails touring you're like i'm tiktok okay I can't yeah know. i was like i can't yeah but i but touring in him it was just so inspiring like yeah and i and i i could talk about him for so long just because like he's just yeah it was just so lovely and he's just so good as well you know he's like goes on stage his energy is impeccable he also taught me a lot about just like he's so chill like when I came off stage before at the end of my set there was 15 minutes between my set would end and his would start mm-hmm. and his like multiple times his tour manager would come and grab me and be like oh Ed wants to hang out there if you want to go to his dressing room so I'd go to his dressing room and we'd hang out for those 15 minutes before he goes on stage and then someone would knock on the door and they'd be like uh, two minutes and he'd be like cool and he'd be like I just changed my shoes he just changed his shoes oh, into another I pair of so. shoes that looked exactly the same yeah. <laughs> and they'd be like and then he'd be like I'll see you after bro and he would just walk on stage and I was like he is so chill just like cool, <laughs> and yeah, yeah and I think like that really taught me so much and I don't think I've ever been so chill in my life like performing since like like when I was doing the Dermot shows there and we were in Toma Park like I could have done anything up until the moment we walked on stage like I just like something definitely like changed like I love to have fun have music on and with my friends and we're just like hanging out but like I was just like I really like it that that inspired me so much to just be like chill chill out yeah. like and I'm yeah. never nervous anyway but I was like don't even need a ritual it's like yeah. Ed doesn't even he's just yeah. talking to me like Ed changes you know, his shoes changes his shoes <laughs> like it's so yeah he's so relaxed about it which I think is so important if you want to have like a career that lasts and you don't want to be stressing and like I agree being like I need this I have to have this and yeah, that. Yeah. he's just like just hanging out with the boys me, eating some food chilling yeah. with and just like oh gotta go on <laughs> oh god I thought I had more time talk to you later on, you I know? love Bye. Um, so your album is out yeah. now, Victory. Yeah. Um, what does it take to get your very first album off the ground and to make sure you're like totally 100% happy with it? Um, it's like a little bit of stress for a while. Mm-hmm. You're like, how am I going to, how am I going to do this? I also had like, I was given like very little time to make an album. I feel like most people get like, they kind of say like you got your life to write your first album and then you get six months to write your second album. I was given like two months to write my first album. They were just like, you know, the second year you have a successful song, like they were just like, they want it now. They're like, let's go. Album album time. Yeah. And I was like, what? I'm on tour, bro. Like, what do you mean album? I got two weeks before I go tour for the rest of the year. And it was just like, I had to find like, the you know like up until then I'd been basically producing all of my own music so I had to find a producer I wanted to work with that I like actually loved their production someone that I got that I clicked with someone that like I knew could do something that I wanted someone I could trust and like I it was just like I was like oh my god what am I gonna do like no I'm already overwhelmed even here and all of that but basically I I ended up the whole the way it worked out is some of the songs had been written already and that I already produced and then I got finished by other people that I like kind of tested around or I'd worked with or I was like this guy in LA one of my friends he'll be perfect for this and mm-hmm. like and because I knew I was going to be on tour I was like I have to basically outsource all the end of these like productions and like and then I had like kind of two weeks to like or yeah about two weeks to like really go in on the album and I was like I do work well under pressure and I think it's like a privilege so I was like this is going to be quite fun. Um, I went to Paris and I worked with this producer that I'd been a fan of for ages who's based in Paris. And my mom is from Paris and grew up there. So it mm-hmm. felt kind of like, I was like, this could be cool. And I'd always wanted to work with him. 
we went in and we did a weekend and I had like a whole like two weeks I think booked in LA to do my album there we'd rented like a house and a studio and I was just like after I spent that weekend in Paris I was like cancel I was like cancel LA I'm just gonna stay here and do it all with Tristan so I stayed with Tristan in Paris um, and we just did two weeks together I think like I wrote however whatever the songs were that I needed for the album and like I think like I say this but like that the album is like 14 songs on the album wow and I probably wrote I probably wrote like 15 or 16 songs for the album oh, 14 of them wow it's usually like hundreds and then you whittle it down like yeah like like most people are doing like hundreds course, of songs yeah. and they're just like like hundreds to find but I was just like I want to write a song for my mom that's about this and I wrote it and I but that's like, so good that the ones you wrote Maybe I know. So much. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I think I'm lucky that it's like that I had that experience, and I think, and I think because the pressure was on, I was like, I'm not writing a bad song. Like, yeah. I'm writing exactly what I want. I spend want. time, get it right. But I also think because I knew so strongly what I wanted to write about, and it was so like, it wasn't just like a whatever song and try and make a cool song that mm-hmm. successful. I was like, I know exactly what I'm writing, and I know what I want it to sound like, and I yeah. know what I want the vibe to be. Um, and just every, pretty much every single one, like when it was done, I was like, love it. It's going on the album. Love it. Amazing. It's going on the album. Um, so in the end, it kind of, in a way, was easy in that way. Everything fell out. And then in like finishing, it was crazy. You know, I was like on tour in Europe and I had to like stop in a random studio in like Copenhagen and like cut vocals for something. And then I had to go to another one in like Amsterdam and be like, need to do some more for this or we're changing this like one word or like this can be different and like so it was like then the end was like took ages like and like but yeah it was it was really really like just such a cool I just pumped to be making my debut album like it's such a cool thing to be able to do oh yeah so very happy amazing we have two final questions for you so they're quick fire questions we ask everyone what is your biggest ick and your biggest red flag okay Biggest ick and biggest red flag. It can be the stupidest thing ever. We yeah. like are the ones we've heard are ridiculous. My, I think they're hilarious. My, I didn't like. I, I guess I had. Don't know if I've had this in ages, but one of my when I was younger, one of my biggest icks was people who couldn't sing like, oh! or sang really out of tune. Oh god. Yeah. Or I would like. I would find it. I guess. Or maybe I would find it attractive if someone could sing. Could. Really yeah. Well. Or like if they couldn't, I'd be like, oh, I can't deal with that. Oh, like. No. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know. I was just like, see you later. God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, and red flag tone deaf sorry yeah. um and red flag god i'm see i'm so not hip and cool with these like things you know i don't really think about these things but i guess like i think it's just anyone who tries to like control your change your like your life or how you are you naturally know, yeah yeah what you are naturally or the mm-hmm. sort of like that kind of like gaslighting. Like I know, I remember I had a girlfriend like years ago and I mean, we were teenagers anyway, but like, I remember she would just like, she had like guy friends that I didn't even like, never knew at that time at all. And they would just like hold hands or she would like sit on their lap and stuff. And I'd be like, feel like that's... That's a major red flag. feel like that's like a major <laughs> red flag. No? Like red flag wasn't even a thing back then. But yeah, like, it was. You do. Like, that's not like, no, what? Not I feel like that's like not... And then she would like do all these things like, we'd be ending a call and she'd be like, Keen, I'd be like, yeah, she'd be like, I love you. And I'd be like, why? Why are you doing this to me? Like, oh, no. why are you holding new hands and telling me you love me? Like, oh, God. Um, so, that's your red flag, uh, definitely. That's probably, yeah, 
That's a, that was like a lot of red flags. Yeah. That was a lot. That's a whole toxic <laughs> they were, relationship. Oh, they were. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew Crow, thank you very much. Your story thank you. is really thank you inspiring. For having me, guys. You've been great. Yeah. Good laugh. It's thank lovely you to much. have you on. Um, been lovely to be on. We can't wait to listen to the album. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. We're going to do one six in the stalls, which is our dilemma segment. So if you want yours read out and us to try help you, send them to homeordrink at goloudnow.com and we will try our best to assist. Yeah. Hi, girls. I love the podcast. I'm such a big... Oh, I'm in such a big dilemma. Hoping you can give me some advice. Basically, I was with my ex-boyfriend for a year. It was an amazing relationship. He treated me so well. However, I broke up with him in November and there was complete no contact since. Holy God. He reached out to me just to see how I was doing and that led to us starting to talk daily. However, he has since told me why we broke up. He was seeing someone that I do not get along with and he knew this would break me as it was a girl that dislikes me and I dislike her. Before he had reached out to me, I'd booked a one-way ticket to America as I wanted to experience living abroad. We were both interested in rekindling what we had, but with me now moving away, is it worth getting back with him as well as what happened with the other girl? And if it was worth getting back together, how can I get over this? Am I overreacting? Do you think you're going backwards How long would I broke it up for? From November, I'm going to guess, till maybe now. Six months. Six, seven months, I don't know. Mm. He was I a lovely man. Lovely man. I think still do your bit of travelling. Like, yeah, don't put that in the back burner because no, of him. No, because of him. And like, I do think what's meant to be will be, but like, I still think that then, even after you're back from travelling, like, I think you'll always resent someone if you put something off because of them. Yeah. If you're like, oh, I'll try with him. Imagine you you didn't go on your travels and you get back with him and it, you can't get over what you've done or it fucks up again. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's then a you're chance. like, oh, I literally missed my yeah. whole experience. It's a chance you're willing to take getting back with him, but don't let it kind of turn you off things that you've planned while you weren't yeah. together. Like, you booked that for a reason. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I tell him like, okay, if we're still planning doing this, I'm still moving away. Like, yeah, I want to go and see I'll the world. Be going. Never know, he might go with you. Yeah, you could start a whole new life somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But you won't know if you can get over it until you kind of try to. Yeah, isn't that it? Yeah. So you can't kind of pre-plan. And he also didn't do it out of spite. I wouldn't think. Like, I don't know if he I knows that you don't like each other, but like, I feel like he wouldn't have done it in like a nasty way. Mm. But I think still do your travelling. Yeah. If he's still there when you come back. Brilliant. Old, but like, if it if doesn't not. work out, you'll always regret not going, doing your traveling. Yes. Like, you'll be like, why didn't I just do that? Yeah. You'll even if it's yourself. like, even if it's a few months. Yeah. What, is he, is he really, if he's not going to be there in six months time and you do your six months traveling, then was he ever for you? Like, yeah. was he meant to be? No. No. Put your traveling on you first and then him because you can't nurture something fully unless you're happy in yourself and you pers- pursue your own things, I think, as well. That's beautiful. Oh, <laughs> So super scared for today. We're talking to Keen about um, what they call flash mobs. Yeah. And our super skip for today is flash mobs, yes or no? Like, would you like to see one or be them in the midst of one or no? Do you find them awkward? I'm going to sip to wanting to be in to see one. Yeah, I want to see one. I don't want to be in it. Oh, like oh, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to like be dancing in it. I want to yeah. sit there and like. I was in a flash mob once, <gasps> but not really. Oh, I was. I kind of was. I was singing in this thing in Eng- over in England in this big arena. It was in like a huge full on full stadium, like just me before and before. And it was like a school tour. But you were a proper superstar. And there was four of us and we just came out of the crowd and we we're like, 
Yeah, you can be the greatest. You can be the best. You, you can, can be. The I'll show it. It's on YouTube, everyone. I'll put. I'll actually link up to it. Oh my days! It's on YouTube, and then the whole little choir joins in of all these little kids. Aww. And they sing, yeah. And then we go up on stage and sing the rest. I'm sipping to watching it. I'm sipping too. I don't think it's. Do you ever see people in the background? They're like all grumpy and all. Huffing and all. Like, Get over it. Just sing yeah. the song. I know. That would make my day. Like, yeah, I'd be like, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful. I'm yeah. gonna say sip, sip, big sip. That was it for this week's episode. Um, thank you so much for thank you. Listen, yeah, any food? Is my food is downstairs. <laughs> um, wait you Monday for help. I drink extra juice so we answer even more of your dilemmas. Thank you so much to Keen for coming on and being such a great guest. Yeah, and a huge thank you to Coca Cola Zero Sugar. We love such you. An amazing opportunity to work with a brand that we both. Love, love so much and you are so good to us I'm going to have my can out my dinner actually yeah. downstairs love lovely <laughs> um, thanks so much to Coca-Cola Zero Sugar and all yous for listening we love you so much make sure to like rate and subscribe we love you the podcast and we'll see you on Monday see you then bye, bye. love you love you yeah we forgot <laughs> to love you love you Hold My Drink with Charlene and Ellie a go loud original podcast proudly sponsored by Coca-Cola Zero Sugar best Coke ever take a taste